It's coming. And it tastes so sweet. You'll hop when you eat. Come on. Hold on to your tummy. We got something good. With my hauntingly delicious cereal. It's so good, I crinkle every time I eat it. Hello and welcome to Cereal Killer, the podcast where we pair true crime with breakfast cereals. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Maria Spertolozzi, and as always, with me is Anastasia Washington. Hey guys! <laughs> welcome to a I don't know. I feel like a circus clown this week. I don't know why. <laughs> There's it's just so I don't know. I don't know. It's Labor Day weekend almost. It's a very weird Labor Day weekend where uh, I work at a brewery where we had to send out an email that was like, hey, it's Labor Day weekend and we have to remind everyone to like follow all these COVID rules that are meant to keep us safe. Also, it's apparently gonna be the hottest weekend on record again. <laughs> Ew, uh, it's fall. Come on. Almost. No, technically it's not fall until September 23rd. But I'm ready. Yeah, right. I, it hit September and I was like, where are the changing leaves that don't happen in LA until December? <laughs> but I want them now. Right <laughs> this second. <laughs> weather, not this 100 degree heat. Thank you very much. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but anyway, so this week I have... Uh, Cheerios Oat Crunch Cinnamon. Mm. I purchased this box on the internet, so it's family size because that was the only size they had. And it's also Brighten the Lives of Vets, and it's a veterans promotion. Oh. So the back of the box, one has this giant flag, the like ribbon thing that you can cut out and display. It just says in your home. So I don't know where I'm supposed to entirely display this cardboard flag that I cut out from the cereal box. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very big, too. It's huge. It, it is, like, seven inches tall. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, that sounds like a fun project to figure out where you're yeah. going to that. But, yeah, so the, the gist is show your support for our troops, buy a box of family-sized Cheerios, Enter the code, There's I, which I found earlier when I opened it. There's, like, a little code on the inside of the box. Um, and so you entered that at CheeriosGives.com, and then you select from a variety of ways to brighten the lives of vets. But I have not gone to that website, so I don't know if you have to, like, it just brings you to a website where you pay or if the code allows you to, like, give a free gift to a veteran. I hope it's to give, like, give a free I hope, gift. Right? I hope it's a, like, oh, you bought this box of Cheerios. Now you get to, like, give some, give a box. I mean, even if it's, like, pick a box of Cheerios to send a veteran. I yeah established, thoroughly enjoy Cheerios, so. Yeah, we have established that for sure. <laughs> so I um, Cheerios yeah. people. <laughs> I mean, I do, I will say that I like the other version of this cereal. Yeah. Right. Um, so much that I buy the family pack all the time of the, um, I guess it's honey and oats. Yeah, honey and oats, oat crunch, which seems redundant, but whatever. It does not taste redundant in my mouth. It tastes <laughs> rather delicious. So, yeah, I'm curious about the cinnamon, but I'm glad you're trying it because I have, like, weirdness with cinnamon. I don't know about you, like, if it's too, like... 
Cinnamon is a, a very hit or miss. And like yeah. most breakfast cereals, I don't think venture into cinnamon because it's like not, I'm going to say controversial. It's a controversial. It's a controversial spice. It, it's hard. It's hard to like balance it out correctly. Like you don't want it to taste like Just, big red gum. Yes, exactly. Or hot tamales, which I think are yeah. flavored. I believe they are. Yeah. Like, yeah. or like, you know, like you're drinking fireball in the morning. Like that's not what you want. Oh. Um, actually, I never want to drink fireball in general. Even so fireball. Oh God. It kind of like sits in your stomach when you, when you say that term, like, you're like, you can like feel the ulcer forming. <laughs> you're like, there it is. There is, there it is. All right. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. That, Cereal I've chosen. I don't know if this is still going on. If you can like buy a box and support a veteran today, because this is a box of cereal I bought on the internet. Uh, but maybe you can. I don't know. Go to CheerioSgives.com. They probably have information there. They probably do. That's so probably this, uh, let's see. Should I should I taste it or should I tell you the murder first? Taste it. Okay. Let's see. It smells cinnamony and good. It doesn't smell like. Oh big wait, you gum. should tell us why you're pairing the murderer. Right? Okay, so yeah, 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 this yeah, week, yeah, this week I'm doing uh, Martha Weiss. Okay. Wise, not Weiss. Martha Wise, like W I S E, mm-hmm. um, who attempted to murder like twenty members of her family, <laughs> successfully murdered at least three of them, and was convicted for one of them. Huh. All right. So this is uh, cinnamon, as we discussed, is a controversial ingredient. And I, mm-hmm. uh, I, I liken it to the arsenic that she used to poison these people. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. Peppered in, but you might not notice it if you're uh, if you enjoy that flavor, the way the arsenic tastes like almonds. Is that arsenic, or am I thinking of the one with the? Isn't seed? it walnuts that usually? can actually turn into it. I think if you leave your walnuts too yes. long, they there can actually poison you. And there's something with... Uh, but maybe the taste is almonds of arsenic. Arsenic. Well, when you type in arsenic taste into Google, uh, cyanide. Yeah. Because bitter almonds contain cyanide, so... If you drink something with cyanide in it, there may or may not probably will be a, like, almond flavor. Mmm, delicious. Yum. I have feelings. <laughs> it's the same, the, the seeds in apple uh, also have a, one of these two deadly chemicals. This is, like, psychopath and sociopath, where my brain's just like, they're the same thing. I don't need to learn any differences. Exactly. Um, okay, so and you paired it because also because she killed her family and it's a family size. It's a family size box, yes. Right. I get it now. And this also I... happened shortly after World War One, so I'm assuming members of her family were veterans. Oh, you got a multi layer there. Multi. But it smells good. It doesn't smell like big red gum. And that's that's promising. Oh yeah. Good. That was very good. Okay, can you liken it to some? I don't know why I had to use the word liken. 
<laughs> can you lycanthrope it? Do something. <laughs> yeah, it does taste like something. And I'm trying to figure out, like, what... What it does? What exactly it tastes like. It tastes like another cereal. It tastes kind of like... Not like an Apple Jacks, right? No, like a Honey Bunches of Oats type... Uh, okay. Situation. But knife up for it dry. Knife up. Knife up dry. All right, let's all see. Right, all right, Now we got to add the cereal. That was a lot the of cereal. cereal. Now we got to add the cereal? What I meant with milk. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm almost out of milk anyway. <laughs> I will say the texture of the the at least the oats and honey one can get a little bit weird because they have like little bits. Does this one have like little bits in it? Like oats attached, and then they're all like it's sort of like a granola, but instead of the other things that you put in granola or just an excess of granola, they've got like Cheerios and granola. Yeah, which kind of makes, at least in the oat and honey one, a little bit mushy because of that. No, it's very crunchy. It's very crunchy? For like 10 seconds. So yeah, no it's good. Oh, good. I like it. I would also eat it with yogurt, but that's just because it reminds me of a granola, and that's how I like to eat granolas with yogurt. That makes sense. I'd give it a knife up. It's a knife up all around, you guys. It's a knife up all around. Support your veterans and support Cheerios, um, because you know... Maria will support Cheerios. Support Cheerios. She supports Cheerios. the Cheerios. General Mills, big fan. Huge fan of the Cheerio genre. Mm-hmm. And huge fan of this new uh, cinnamon yeah. oats and what? What's the full term? Cheerio. It's Cheerios oat crunch cinnamon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know. I feel like I'm naming a kombucha. Maybe you are. It's the Synergy brand with the enhanced flavor. Can we talk about that kombucha? Have you seen the kombucha commercial that like a zombie is like chasing her, and then she becomes like, as soon as she takes a, a sip of like the kombucha, she like becomes like a golden goddess. I mean. We have kombucha at work, and I did make a joke the other day that it has all the probiotic your gut can handle. <laughs> Just because it's a hard kombucha, and I find it hilarious that people, me included, drink kombucha that has, like, more alcohol in it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like a, I like a hard kombucha. I think That's it makes hard. me feel like I'm doing something good for myself while drinking. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Yeah. And they come in fun flavors. Generally, they're like ginger peach or something. Yeah. I'm usually like, if there's a grapefruit around, I'm a grapefruit. That's fair. I'm not like a grapefruit. I'm just like, I like a grapefruit. So murder. <laughs> Keep talking while you measure. Oh, so sorry. Please hold while she eats her cereal. <laughs> um, okay, we're done. We're done. All right, cool.
It was very good. I didn't want you to get soggy. See, that's what I was scared of for you. I was scared for you that there was going to be a sog factor. That soggy cereal. No, it was good. Okay. Okay. Martha Wise. She was born in 1884 in Hardscrabble, Ohio. Which is a real place. Hardscrabble. Don't ask me. I I did not look it up on Google Maps because I don't know anything about Ohio except I know one person from Cleveland. (laughs) End of things I know about Ohio. I think there's a Toledo there. That sounds about right, I think. (laughs) Um, So she was one of five siblings, but there aren't, like, many records about her siblings that she didn't poison. Um, (laughs) So the only one we know the name of is Fred. And in 1906, so at the age of 22, okay, um, back. maybe no. Eight. I'm. Hang on. I'm bad at math. Uh, yeah, 22. I'm good at math. You did it. <laughs> I did the math in my head. She did it, you guys. Okay. <laughs> So in 1906, she met a much older man, like, 10 to 20 years older. Again, not many detailed records, but, like, much older, not just, like, a few years, uh, named Albert Wise at a box social, which is a thing that I had to then look up because that's a term I've never heard. And have you, no, you've never seen Gilmore Girls. Uh, For those in the audience, this will sound familiar, but it's it was a whole plot. It was like a whole episode on Gilmore Girls. And it's the one where uh, Luke pushes Mulevin to Meglia in the pond, which is a gif you've probably seen on the internet somewhere. Um, but anyway, a box social is a like uh, auction where women decorate cardboard boxes and then fill them with young lunches. Sorry. Say that again. <laughs> like, uh Yeah, so it's like an auction. I think it's a fundraiser. I think it's usually for, like, town fundraising purposes. Like, we need to build a new bridge or something. But I I did not look deeply into why they have them, just what they are. Uh, Anyway, so it originated in Vermont. And it's this idea, or not, it's this thing where women decorate cardboard boxes, uh, you know, uniquely to them, and then fill it with, like, a delicious homemade lunch. And then men in the town will bid on them and then win, like, essentially a date with the woman and the lunch that she has prepared in this cardboard box. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a thing that happened a lot, apparently, well into the 1900s. Somebody just wanted to, like, sell women's boxes. Very weird. Yeah. Decorate it. Like, there's so many layers that I just don't have time to unpack. But uh, if a gender studies professor would like to, please. Please do. Yeah, please do that. Uh, Yeah. Um, So that's how she met him. Um, That's their meet cute. Their meet cute is he bought her box. Which sounds horrible. <laughs> sounds about right. Oh my God. <laughs> Hang on. I'm opening my notes app. That's going in our merch. <laughs> it is. It's totally different. You bought her box. Uh, <laughs> and isn't that all we're all wishing for? Somebody to buy the box. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> anyway. 
Uh, it was not a great marriage. So Albert owned a 50-acre farm, which is a lot of land. Um, Sounds like a lot. One acre is like 3,000 square feet. Yeah. Uh, which is like a... Yeah. Or Anyway. Um, so a 50-acre set of plot of land that was basically a farm. And he married her being like, oh, thinking, oh, great. I will now have this, like, farmhand, but she married him thinking, oh, great, now I'll get to, like, be a wife. Uh, so it's not a good deal for either of them. <laughs> she had to do all sorts of manual labor, helping plow fields, like, uh, yeah, 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 prepping grain as well as, do like... Do you wonder what, what her box looked like that he thought, I'm going to get free labor? Like, now I'm just imagining what her box looks like. And now also, I just said that multiple times. <laughs> wrapped in burlap she probably was like, whatever here's some shit i don't care <laughs> and it just backfired for her so bad Badly. um so they had a child who did not make it past infancy which is sad but then they had four more children who did make it past infancy which is not sad that isn't sad you're right uh, in 1923 uh albert died oh. and so martha is left in her 40s uh, and so this, this, okay, so her whole life, uh, she had an obsession with funerals. Um, and not like, ooh, they're really cool, like the way that women now have like Pinterest boards about weddings. It was like, she was the person in that joke about meeting your dream guy, or not joke, in that like psychopath test about like, oh, you meet your dream guy at a funeral and then you like don't get his number, what do you do? Like that's her. Okay. Uh, she, All right. she would like look up in the paper like people's funerals and like go to random strangers' funerals because she just loved funerals. It's she just was kind of reminiscent of like Fight Club to you. <laughs> Like, a little bit, right? Like, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Just a little. That, or what I really thought of was the end of Wedding Crashers, when they find Will Ferrell, and he's like, no, it's funeral crashing. And it's the weird, sad, uncomfortable, like, Vince Vaughn's like, no, I can't do this. I can't. I can't. Yeah, like, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> uh, sure, Owen Wilson. Anyway, oh. <laughs> Yeah, so she became, she was very obsessed with funerals, which was a thing before she got married, and then it, like, wasn't as noticeable, because, you know, being a farmhand and all, it's probably hard to find time to go to a funeral, um, especially in the early 1900s, where I don't think they had cars, um, like, they personally did not own cars, whether yeah. they considered or not, um, but once her husband died, it became, like, way more obvious, and people were like, this is strange, um, and so, but within a year of her husband's death, she started dating a farmhand from the next door farm to her farm. Oh. Um, who I believe was younger, I mean, definitely younger than her old husband. I'm not sure in relation to her age how old he was. Okay. Um, but her mom and aunt thought that this was a terrible, terrible idea, and they hated it, and they kept pushing for her to break up with him and not see him anymore. Um... And so eventually she does end it and he moves to Cleveland, which is far away. Okay. I don't actually know. I'm just assuming. <laughs> well, it's just not easy to get around, I think, back then, you yeah. know. So so it was like, oh, shit, this is far. Now we're going to break up and he's going to move and I'm sad. 
Um, so at Thanksgiving that year, her mother came down with a horrible illness that uh, the rest of the family also somehow came down with, um, but her mother died. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then on uh, New Year's Eve, a very similar thing happened in the uh, Martha Wise, I didn't write down her surname, but in whatever her surname's family house was. Um, and so that left her, I think her brother Fred and his wife dead. Not immediately on. It took like a few days for them to actually die. Um, and but it then, was something that happened at Thanksgiving that basically... At Thanksgiving and then again on New Year's Eve. And they all, like the whole family got sick um, to the point that four of her like nieces and nephews were forever paralyzed from <gasps> poisoning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the sheriff of the town is like investigating this cluster of murders because it's like very you know obviously something's going on five at this point so he's like well this is not normal and um he finds out that martha the day before thanksgiving uh went to the drugstore and bought a large quantity of arsenic that at the time was like totally legal which also can we it's 1925 and you can go to a drugstore and buy arsenic but they what? used it as poisoning, right? Like, they used it for, like, poisoning animals or something, especially if got on a farm. You might, I mean... She said, she was like, oh, there's, like, rats on the farm, and it's just to kill rats. Um, yeah. And I'm sure today, if you look at rat poisoning, there's, like, arsenic or whatever chemical... I would assume, yeah. ...that make up arsenic. Um, but then once, like, she was, ta- so she was taken in for questioning, and first she said it was rats, and then finally she admitted that she had poisoned the water and the coffee pots that the family used with arsenic, because arsenic is colorless and flavorless. So it's a lot easier to poison mm-hmm. They won't know this. But she still pled not guilty because, this is my favorite part, she claimed that she just loved funerals so much that there, like, when there was no funerals, she had to do something to create funerals that she could attend. What? Hold on one second, sorry. What? This Tuesday, this coming Tuesday at 11 a.m. or next Thursday. Tuesday's fine. Okay. okay. Sorry. <laughs> All good. Uh, we will edit that out. <laughs> And by we, I mean me. Uh, uh, So she said, what was her excuse again? I'm sorry. So her excuse was that she just loved funerals so much that when there weren't enough funerals, she had to like, she had this impulse to like do something to create a funeral, essentially. But uh, with your family. I don't, I don't, I don't. I personally think she was just pissed at her family for being like, don't date this farmhand. Um, yes. And the fact she got stuck with this 50-acre farm that she probably didn't want. Yeah. Well, uh, and also, like, if she was dating a farmhand, maybe he could have helped out. Maybe he could have. But, yeah, so she pleads not guilty for that reason, which, personally, <laughs> if I was her lawyer, I would be like, just plead insanity. Because <laughs> uh, you Please don't are. say that out loud ever again. Insane. <laughs> this is terrifying. Um... <laughs> 
and so she is found guilty of first degree murder. It takes the jury one hour of deliberation after the trial to come to this conclusion. But they do tell the judge that they want like a lenient punishment. They don't want her to like throw the book at her and like get her. Um, Which is probably because she's a woman too. Let's and say, it's but... 1925. Yeah. Yeah. So she's sentenced to life in prison with release only under executive clemency. Um, which basically means that someone in, like, the state government or federal government would have to get involved for her to be released. So, like, the governor would have to be, like... Yeah, 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 or the senator or something. Okay. Um, so, in 1962, the governor does commute her sentence to second-degree murder, and she gets paroled at age 79, but... Mm-mm. None of her family would help her. None of the local shelters or like halfway houses or jail rehabilitation places would take her in. And she found absolutely nowhere to stay and no way to like it. Took, she was out there for one week and literally came back and was like, just put me back in prison. I got nowhere else to go. So her sentence commution was like reversed, basically. And she went back to her original <laughs> life without parole. Uh, and then died in prison at the age of 87 in 1971. I mean, you can't quite blame her family. Like, no, hell like, no! I mean, like, a grandchild or something, and it's like, oh yeah, I grew up my whole life listening to my mom and dad talk about grandma who poisons them. <laughs> like, Yeah, I don't know. Like, I- I've been watching this, uh, it's not really a new show, but it's uh, Kids Behind Bars, um, Mm-hmm. life or parole and um it's based on this like uh law that they said you know for a while you could be a kid and you could be um what's it called you could be given like life imprisonment or yeah. death row and whatever and then they changed that law and then you know like some of the family members are like yeah we can't wait to get, you know get them back in the home and some of them are like uh i'm cool <laughs> But it's surprising how many family members kind of are like, yeah, he killed a family members, but he was a kid, so he can come back. And I'm like, I think I have a problem a little bit. Huge issues with this, unless we all go to group therapy for a long time. And I feel like in the 20s, the therapy would have been pretty bad. Well, she would have gotten out in the 40s, Paroled in the 60s, so it was, oh, like, not in terrible, but probably she would have just been, like, shuttled to a psychiatrist to hand her a bunch of barbiturates. Like, realistically, she would have just been shoved a bunch of Valium. Hmm. All right. Based on all of the books I have ever read about the 60s. Fair and, enough. Uh, benzo drug culture. So yeah. she only got convicted of one, though. One, yeah, there was, they could only convict, like, confirm all the evidence and stuff for one of the murders. Feels like we could confirm with her saying that I poisoned the water. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it was 1925, so I don't know what the, like, autopsy looked yeah, like yeah. back then. Uh, it, yeah. Well, she's a so, interesting yeah. woman. So she basically died in prison because nobody would... Yep, she died in prison alone because 
nobody would help her and she had literally nobody on the outside which is sadly a story that is true for like prisoners who didn't murder people and who just like yeah are people but i don't really feel bad for her i'm gonna say um because like you know, I understand the holidays are hard and everything, but don't poison your family at the holidays. Like you don't need to poison your family. Yeah. You could just, like, not go. Twenty. She should have just gone and bought some opium, because you could buy it in some form or another. She just drank opium. <laughs> just get a light heroin addiction. <laughs> That's my advice. Okay. I was just saying that. maybe just don't go to the holiday then. Like, maybe just don't. You know, buy them. Option. This is like when I played an Agatha Christie video game with my boyfriend, and you had to answer the questions like Hercule Poirot, and it was set in you know 1912 or whatever. And one of them was uh, one of the options for this woman who was like brutally beaten by her husband who died in this mysterious way was her Hercule Poirot being like, "Well, why didn't you divorce him?" And Evan was like, "That one." And I was like, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> Nobody got divorced in the 19 teens. No, no. <laughs> it's like you were made for another time period, Maria. <laughs> I if I was transported back in time, I could do quite well. <laughs> I think you could. I think I would panic immediately. But you, you might thrive. You might actually do. I might thrive. You might do. Okay. Um, but, you know, that's just, you know, knowing who you are. So I'm going to say uh, knife down for me time traveling. Um, knife up for you time traveling. Me time traveling. Knife down for uh, hating your family so much that you make the holidays even worse by poisoning them to death. Big knife down for poisoning your family. Yeah, big knife down for poisoning your family. Especially if you're not going to poison them enough to just kill them all. I guess she just didn't, she wasn't, you know, up on, like, how much you needed to do. Yeah, well, like, who knows? It said that, like, 17 members of her family got sick, so that's a lot of people, and I feel like that's a, like amount of rat point amount of cyanide that or whatever that you cannot buy without like someone having to sign a waiver <laughs> you know it's like how yeah. you can't buy more than like two boxes of cough syrup or cough medicine because yeah they're them. like here's your where's your id and yeah, i'm like i'm just i'm not making meth like how yeah, much <laughs> just have a cold i'm sorry i just want these tide pods i'm not gonna eat them Yes, you are. I'm not. <laughs> I'm behind the counter so I don't buy them. <laughs> oh, my God. Knife down for eating Tide Pods. <laughs> Back to normal detergent. Because I now have to, like, ask somebody at the grocery store if I can get Tide Pods. And I just would prefer to never have to do that. It's the same reason why I never buy any of the alcohol that's in a case. You're like, I'm just going to go for whatever's convenience uh knife up for convenience knife up for convenience knife up for being able to buy arsenic at a drugstore um i said that one i'm gonna say knife on the table for that one <laughs> for me that's, that's a knife on the table for me um uh, knife down for being forced to own a farm you didn't want yeah also knife down just owning farms in general no just kidding no we need farms i'm glad somebody wants to own them i don't i do not want to own them um so knife up for people that 
will run a farm and bring us substance. Uh, knife up for the cereal all around, it sounds like. Um, yeah, knife up for the cereal all around. Um, knife down to this woman leaving her four kids orphaned. Also, yeah, that's a that's a big knife down. Um, and uh, knife huh. up for you guys listening in, you guys. We have a we have a um, a bunch of cool stuff on our Patreon um, that you can that is now up. Yes. Patreon.com slash serial killer, I believe. I should probably know that. No, it's so, patreon.com slash pod serial killer. Just kidding, it's that one. So pay attention to Maria. Yes, just like all our social medias, and you can, um, we have some really cute stickers and buttons and some really cool, um, like, activities and things that are coming up, so be sure to come to our Patreon page and and support if you can. Um, also, we would love to hear from you about serial pairings and true crimes that we should cover, um... What else? What else? What else? Maria, what else? What do we think? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Maria Longname. That's uh, true. You can also find me running the McLeod Ale social medias at McLeod Ale. M-A-C-L-E-O-D. That's true. And we are both on another podcast called One More Drink, which you can find at One More Drink on all of your socials and also all your favorite uh, podcast apps. And uh, for Serial Killer, we really appreciate a review or a rating because it really, really helps us. You can also go to anchor.fm and support us financially if you want, or the Patreon. Both ways, we enjoy and love you. And um, you can find me at Anastasia W on Twitter, at Anastasia Wash on Instagram, Anastasia TV on YouTube, and I've got a whole bunch of comedy shows coming up so you can check those out on my socials and uh yeah you guys yeah thank you for listening and um stay safe and don't be a dick bye me